Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, Sarah. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Oh, yeah, that's right. Can't wait. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we're here, baby. And Skiff has the soundboard. It's um, great, man. We're in the same room. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's no video this week for those of you that watch the videos. We, uh, we're not doing it. Skiff wanted to sit a certain way and then it'll just be me on camera. Mm. You don't want that. Plus, we're holding hands, and we know some of y'all are uncomfortable with that. Mm, so. Totally. <laughs> I think it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, that you know, people, you know, some people like it, some people don't, but... They're just not going to want that. Some people probably... <clears throat> I mean, I know Kirk Cousins. Like Kirk Cousins. Like is, yeah, he's got some he's, board. He's into it. So... Uh, you niggas are crazy! <laughs> Oh shit! I like that. I just saw how you did that. That was fun. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> that's a that's my other buddy. This bitch. <laughs> you like these sounds, huh? These are good ones. Oh, hey, check this out. Fuck the goddamn shit! <laughs> Fuck the goddamn shit! That's Mr. Turner, baby. <laughs> that is. We got to keep this one. We got to do this I one. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? When somebody fucks up, we got to. Wow. <laughs> Tyra Banks. <laughs> yeah, man. That's my. Uh, I finally got uh, Amat to agree to the soundboard on Silver Hender. And then uh, he picked most of those sounds. And I feel like I, I feel like next season, every week when we come here to talk about games, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that when we get to the Falcons, this is gonna come in handy. Yeah, well, I can add it to ours. Yeah, definitely. Or we could just flip to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah or something. every time they roll out Marcus Mariota. This bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, man, this is very applicable. I mean, this is the, <laughs> this is this is beautiful. Oh, when we see uh, Deshaun Watson. This is a sick Negro. <laughs> He's a habitual lad. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I didn't even know that they would apply so much to our podcast. Oh, my God. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I love it. Yeah. uh, Wow. 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 Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, man. Good times. Good start. We want to say uh, also that this is going to be our last uh, episode for a while. Uh, we're going to take a little break. So um, we want to thank everybody who's uh, gone on this journey, season three mm-hmm. with us. No, season two with this us. This is the first time we've taken a break. Yeah. Yeah. We've been going at it hard. 
Yeah, so we're going to take a little break. Plus, I'm going to be, um, I'm actually leaving. We're both leaving. Yep. Um, uh, in the summer. So when are you you're you're going, you're I'm going, doing my road trip. You're doing a crazy ass road trip. You're going to Miami and then a bunch of other weird places. Yeah, I'm going to Miami. Then I'm basically going across the south, mm. uh, up uh, to Arizona to the Grand Canyon, and then we're gonna go up north up to Yellowstone. Dope. And then going over to Chicago, and then to uh, Maryland, see some family, and then back down to Miami to drop off the car. I got to show you the vehicle. Mm. Got, oh, you did show me the vehicle. Yeah, Escape Camper Van, man. Very cool. I'll, uh, I didn't I'll know post about it. that. I'll post it in our, in our Patreon so people can see if they want to see the vehicle that my son and I are going to drive. I have made a decision to do the, a trip with each child when they're still young enough to think I'm cool, but old enough to remember it. Smart. <laughs> so eight was like the sweet spot. Yep. So uh, my son's eight, and we're going to do the trip uh, this this year. That's very smart. And then and I saved a month of paternity <clears throat> leave so I could get paid mm. to. And then when my daughter turns eight, we're gonna do the same trip. So. Bring a bring a bulletproof vest. Everyone's out here getting bruh. fucking shot, bro. What the I don't, fuck? I'm not going in any crowds. And I'm gonna drive the speed limit. What a crazy weekend! I'm gonna drive the speed. limit. I mean, limit. just this weekend alone, there were like over a hundred people shot in different cities in America. God damn. Not, and you know what? I, I realized that. I, I, know, I know we're going to go political. Some people are rolling their eyes or fast forward and whatever. Do that. But uh, we... Uh, <laughs> no, but... <laughs> go on. <laughs> no, but some people might not like this, but whatever. Um, but uh, I noticed that the talking point this time has not been about guns. It's been about this replacement theory stuff. Oh, right. <clears throat> so um, the NRA is probably really happy this time because he did use uh, the AR-15, right? Sure, yeah. He used AR-15. The guy this in is Buffalo. The guy in Buffalo. The guy in Buffalo who went the white dude, white supremacist. And he wrote a bunch of crazy things yeah. on his gun. Yeah, he wrote, wrote racial slurs on. It. I don't even know what slur, but they said racial slurs on the gun. But he he actually wrote. I don't remember the exact thing that he wrote, but he did write something like, the, "These people, we, I won't be replaced." Or oh no, oh, he really? wrote. He wrote on the on the, what do you call that part? The part that goes up against your shoulder mm-hmm. of a gun. That part, not the bear. He wrote. Um, uh, here's here's your reparations. Oh wow! Something like that. Wow. Right, and then fuck uh, that guy. Definitely, uh, and he uh, went to the. He found the most densely populated zip code, right ne- nearest him. Yeah, of African Americans. Sure, and he shot thirteen people. Mm. Ten people dead. Mm. Ten of the thirteen were African American. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, you know, if they were all the, all the people who died were black or not. But yeah, man. So this guy, uh, he wrote this whole manifesto. A lot of it was taken from the New Zealand guy manifesto. Right. He live streamed it. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. Crazy. Fucking sick. And um, well, a lot of it is. Um, I mean, he this replacement theory. I don't know who right. came up with it, um, but it's been a kind of a right wing talking point. Yep. Uh, for a couple of years now, especially since Trump took office. Decades and, though. And the biggest. Um, sort of mouthpiece for it is this jackass Tucker Carlson. Fuck that guy. On Fox News. And it's funny to watch his reaction because he's now having to sort of pretend like like I saw, yeah. I read a story this morning. It's like, Me you too. know, this replacement theory, it's it's kind of hard to say what it is. Like, you know, because we're not really sure. But we do know a few things. Like, he's yeah. trying to pretend like he doesn't know what yeah. it is, even though 
it's already been He's documented. He's been saying it by name. Didn't they say, I think the New York Times pointed out that he had pushed this theory yes. on like 400 yes. episodes in yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah, he know what he's doing. He talks about it every night. Basically. He talks about it in a political sense, but it's still the and same rhetoric that's used. Yeah, uh, and now he's pretending like he doesn't know what it is. Yeah, so that's been the focus. But I still think that you could have guy. all of this stuff that you wanted if there were, if there was better gun control, it wouldn't get this far either. This dude would just be crazy and maybe attack some people with a knife or something. You know what I mean? Sure. And it wouldn't be as deadly as this. But uh, it's all, it's all, but both need to be addressed. <laughs> but this sure. time the guns are getting a break because of this replacement there. It's like we can only focus on one thing at a time. Mm. And it's really uh, frustrating. And uh, I'm glad Tucker Carlson's getting heat. But I think the rest, like uh, one uh, Republican representative is calling out some of his counterparts. Mm. Cheney, yeah, but, Liz Cheney too, <clears throat> is calling out by name. Yeah, but Liz Cheney always she that's been that's now her thing, you know. Yeah, she's she was the one, one of the sensible few, Republican. She was yeah, she's <laughs> now occupied that that one sensible Republican role. I, I to me, it still remains. I, I've seen I've seen this before. It's all for yeah. me. It's it's all theater. Yeah, it, it will. It'll get a ton of attention for a couple of weeks, and then it will die down, and then everybody will go back to their corner. And it'll just be business as usual. You seen it in CNN? No. Uh, I, I put CNN on this morning, and uh, I'm so already tired of seeing these reporters standing in front of the yellow tape. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That shot of them it's standing so there in front of the yellow tape, trying to delve into it's like just the, it's that the and the imagery. Hur- like whenever there's a hurricane, you know, it, like. Well, yeah. we need somebody to stand yeah. outside, and yeah. it's like, ugh. like, can we? Do uh, we really need that? Do you need that? Yeah. Like, couldn't you just point a camera out the window and be like, "Oh, look, there goes a." I read. I, I saw. I read one piece. <laughs> um, it was a Canadian uh, column that was, um, and they were talking to an American guy mm. about this. Is a I don't know. I don't remember the guy's name, but he was talking about how every time this stuff happens. We act like this is like some new thing in America. Like now, racists are coming. Right. It's like uh, we need to realize that America is a racist country, and racist stuff happens here. Right. And stop pretending <clears throat> like it's the outside. It's the outliers. Yeah. Like this is not the majority of the country. Even when it's, it's just, like in your face. Like even when they say, I remember that mo- I, I, you know, stupidly thought that there would be some sort of a turning point for the Republican Party. When they had these, these I forget, I think it was this group of guys who were marching through the streets of North Carolina with their tiki torches. Oh, yeah. yeah. Literally chanting, Jews will, Jews not, will replace not replace us. us. I was like, well, that, 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 yeah. that, there's no confusion there, what, what they, yeah. <laughs> what they're concerned about. Yeah. Uh, but they figured out a way to kind of, like, they, it's funny how they, like, They'll condemn something like that, but they also try to placate a group yep. like that to make sure that they'll still keep voting for them. So it's like, yeah, so I, I I think it's all theater. I think it's, it's bullshit. Yeah. I've uh, as I get older, the I become less um, inclined to get uh, kind of emotionally worked up about this stuff because I've I've decided that nothing's going to change. Mm. Damn. Until it does. You know right, what I mean? Right, if right. it does. I'm not saying it, it can't. Does, well, yeah, you just I'm just remain, saying I've seen yeah. it happen too many times before. Where I'm like, call me when it happens. Yeah. Okay? Because I, I'm not engaged in the fight, right? 
I'm yep. not I'm not actively engaged. No one's calling me asking me to join any kind of fucking yeah. thing. So you call me when you've sorted this out. Until then, yeah. I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah, Just you would have thought that everybody once, go nuts. You would have thought that once it got more violent, you would have thought that three years ago if you would have heard, okay, mm. if somebody has everybody in Congress cowering under their desks in fear mm. because they're breaking into the Capitol building. Yeah, you would then think, you would think that would then matter. then it's gonna change. <clears throat> it's the same thing you see these Trump headlines. Trump, ooh, Trump might actually be in trouble because of this new thing that they found. I'm like, man, no. fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> call me when you got him. Yeah. Call call me when his hands are fucking tied together with chains and you're yeah. walking him into the fucking jailhouse. Because yeah. until then, fuck you. I don't want to see it. I don't care. Stop yeah. trying to make me hope. Yeah, Shit. That's, that's good point. You know what I mean? And you know the the outlets are just they know that the the, the just trying Trump to get name attention. triggers yeah, yeah. It gets attention. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should talk about football. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I might write in the description that football talk begins at 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so you can fast forward. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's going on, brother? What's happening in the news? One of the bigger stories, we got Jarvis Landry. Signing with the New Orleans Saints. Ooh. How about that? Ooh. You got another LSU Tiger coming home. Yeah. Um, Didn't somebody call that in our group? Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to... I mean, I know Jarvis Landry is already out here tweeting at OBJ like, hey, brother. Mm. Uh, which, you know, wouldn't actually be a... T- I mean, most reports are saying that OBJ is not really going to be ready until the second half of the season. Right. I mean, shit. Why not? Uh, and the last time they got together, it worked out great. It did. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> they had that quarterback situation. Oh, there's no quarterback situation in New Orleans. So, you know. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I, oh, the other thing that this made me wonder is like, are we supposed to interpret this as like the whole Michael Thomas never ending ankle injury? Is this not? Is this still a problem? Oh. You know what I mean? Like that was my one of my that was it wasn't my first thought. It was like my second thought. Um, Good point. But you know what I mean? Like he had this kind of knucklehead thing that he did last year where he he didn't play the whole year because he tried to sort of self-diagnose his ankle yeah. injury and it didn't go well. Which makes me think like, well, that's obviously why they went out and got a guy like Jarvis Landry. All right, they got um, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, the right, rookie, that's, Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. Marquez Callaway. Who was like wide receiver one at the end of the year. Now he's like wide out number four. Yeah. Right? Deontay Hardy and Traquan Smith, whom I don't know. Traquan. Oh, they got a guy named Lil Jordan Humphrey. Let's go. <laughs> Once you get Lil Jordan out there. Because I, I had heard reports that Landry was on his way to the Ravens. That would have been, the, I think that's the perfect fit for him. I think so too. We, I think we said it on here. Uh, I was hoping for that, actually. Um. The Browns cut Landry. Damn, they got a lot of receivers. The, it, it, this all happened. This started because the Browns decided to cut Jarvis Landry because he was he was supposedly oh, about to get cash a- asking for a $20 million a year contract. Instead, he winds up signing a one-year $6 million uh, prove-it deal. Mm. <clears throat> smart for the Saints. It is smart. Working the books like always. And by prove-it, I actually don't mean Landry. I kind of mean the Saints because every time they add something to this boat, Mm-hmm. The Saints, you know, they got that 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 voodoo economics going on down there. <laughs> you know, they got to figure out some kind of way to keep the boat. We from, gonna make this boat go round, right? Sinking. 
can't get it. I can't get a New Orleans accent. Uh, I and I know that Saints fans are probably listening right now, thinking that I'm making fun of them, but I'm not actually. I I I got to be honest. Like part of the reason why I find it a, have traditionally found it difficult to hate the Saints Uh-oh. in the Listen way up, Ken. in the same way that most Falcons fans do is because. Over the last ten or fifteen years, it's like you can't help but envy the way they they run this operation. That's how I feel about the Patriots. Because oddly enough, like they never they never wait too long and, and they never they've never really been forced to rebuild. You know they, what I mean? Whereas the the Falcons made big mistakes along the way. Uh, and I guess part of that was making it to a Super Bowl and losing and sort of kidding yourself that you were gonna get back on There's a difference here. Tell me. Because uh, I could say the same for the Patriots. They never really had to rebuild, but they reframed who they are. You know what I mean? Right. And the difference is great coach. That's it. Like, no matter who yes. you give Sean Payton, he's going to get you 10 wins. You know what I mean? No matter who you give Belichick, he's going to get you 10 wins. That's, that, it's kind of like that. That is a fair point. That is a fair point. He. It'd be it, that is actually the one caveat that if I were were a Saints fan, that that would be the one thing I'd be a little worried about, because this is you know you, you've started to do this thing where where you you weren't forced to rebuild. You're adding some new uh, talent. The team is starting to look pretty good on paper, right? Mm-hmm. You look back to last season and think like shit. It we had a great defense, yeah. beat the Bucks twice. If if uh, if we could have kept Jameis healthy all year who knows how well yeah. that would have gone i mean they won they had a winning record with with really bad quarterbacks last season wait 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 Taysom Hill. what <laughs> yeah Taysom hill simeon he, did book play oh yeah simeon the he, they yeah. had three bad quarterbacks uh one of them is actually now a tight end oddly enough uh <laughs> and they still had a winning record yeah so but I'd be a little but worried. They don't have Sean Payton. They anymore. Don't have Sean Payton anymore. Every time I think this team is headed for a rebuild, they figure out a way to to you know stay relevant. You know when we're gonna see this uh, play out? Ooh, ooh! Give my hot take, Ray. We need a hot take button. Let's go. This is gonna play out when we go in three years or so, and we look at the Bengals. Oh, it's a slow run hot take. I like it's it. It's a slow run hot take. <laughs> When we see the Bengals, we'll know what a rebuild is all about, mm. if they have to rebuild or not. When all those rookie deals come up, when the rookie deals are coming up, mm. when because they're they're kind of they're they're uh, the the draft hits were the main ones, uh, Chase and uh, and our boy uh, Chase uh, J- and Burrow. Burrow, and what's his name? There's like three of them that are all coming up, kind of around the same time. But I just mean they're the the dra- the main draft ones that they've right. had are Chase and Burrow, mm-hmm. and uh, but then everything else they did they did through free agency, pretty much. Mm. I don't mean that they're gonna the contracts are gonna come up soon. I mean right. that we're gonna see if a rebuild is necessary because they won't be able to keep up with the cap. They're gonna have to move some stuff around, mm. and then that's when the, that's when the coaching comes in mm-hmm. when you see the consistency. So if they end up having to fire Zach Taylor, then they're gonna have to start all over. Mm. And of course, you can't fire him now. But I, I'm still. I, I give you an even better hot take. I think the Bengals are going to suck this year. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they're going to call it a Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. they're going to suck. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not believing in them. And uh, I, and, but I'm on record as not believing in them before. But this was why 
they got to save her last season. This is what I was talking about, about standing up and watching that game. Exactly. You were right. Uh, so uh, Speaking of teams that suck, uh, the Falcons <laughs> uh, went out there uh, showing how they like to do their juke and jive, and they signed my man Brian Edwards. Oh, shit. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? <laughs> Who? Who's Brian Edwards? Exactly. I had to look it up. I don't know, Brian. He Edwards. was the Raiders. Is it in a? Is it an NBC uh, anchor? <laughs> I know. Standing in front of yellow tape. This is out to Brian Edwards. Yes, <laughs> yes, Brian Edwards <laughs> on the scene. Former on-scene reporter <laughs> for NBC is now wide receiver number four. No, he he uh, he, he he played for the Raiders uh, the last couple of seasons as mm. their number four wide out. Um, well, they've and, been so stacked that way. And the here. the Falcons scooped him up like a like a cool coat they found at a thrift <laughs> shop. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, this looks fun. Uh, maybe I can wear this sometime. Like you know, and then you put it in the closet, and you're like, I said I was going to wear this, but I haven't worn it yet. Oh, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to wear it today. I'm just going to wear it this one day. <laughs> Falcons got a little money in the cap, though. They do. They can mess around a little bit. I mean, they're building an interesting uh, wide receiver core as far as the height. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like everyone's talking about how it's like they're building a basketball team. A Jenga. Uh, you know, and not even Marcus Mariotto could, uh, could overthrow these guys. They're so tall. Ooh. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, apparently, according to video, Tua can't overthrow anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that, but that it's to so me, dumb. that to me is like I mean, we talking I about practice, yeah. like not a game, not a game, yeah. not a game. We talking about practice. Uh, I agree with that. Speaking of the Dolphins, the Dolphins signed Melvin Ingram. Ooh, tur- he turned around the. Uh, he got the Chiefs to turn that season around. He did, and this is uh, was kind of an interesting story because the Chiefs, the Chiefs had they were going to re-sign him, right? They they put him on the the franchise tag thing, mm. okay, uh, which meant that so Kansas City offered him four point four million for twenty twenty two, and it came with a with a July twenty second deadline for him to sign with another team, right? So yeah, that's normally they stay when that happens. That, exactly, but that's precisely what he did. He signed with another team that offered him more money, mm. uh, and now he's going to join. Damn, it's crazy how the, the the checkbook opened up in Miami. It, it, it's almost like they're trying to distract from other things going on. It's almost like they trust the uh, well, the know. octoroon. Well, they they trust. <laughs> I know we keep saying that he's the white guy, but let's remember he's, yeah, his father's Octoroon. black, so he's sort of like. Let's say that he's like the Lena Horn of head coaches. Lena Horn. And for those wow. of you who don't know who Lena Horn is, you can Google that. Yeah, Fantastic singer, jazz singer, yeah. really great singer. But she was, she was. She was black, but yeah. she was white enough to where she was you when know, you when you as a kid when you and, and especially when you, take the, when you take the when you're making the the chocolate milk yeah and you almost you almost out right you still want some chocolate right milk. right <laughs> you can only right. put just, it's only got one sure. scoop left yeah and you put and, that and stir it up that's she, Horn. <laughs> I mean she became famous because she's it was just a ridiculously amazing singer I still and love her and I still yeah she's beautiful too but in the era of black and white film look like a white lady she looked like a white lady yeah. Um, even though she was in mostly black movies, but yeah, she's stormy, palatable. Stormy weather is one of my favorite. It goes in my top five. Okay, her and uh, Stormy Daniels is in my top five. Yeah, I know. 
the entire catalog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just, I just I just thought a story, uh, more association. But yeah, one. so Melvin Ingram is going <laughs> to join um, Jalen Phillips, Andrew Van Ginkle, Emmanuel Ogba, and Jerome Baker Man. as their main pass rushers. That's, that's oh my gosh, that's um, almost wants, makes it, me want to cheer for them. It's a little intimidating. It's, it, yeah, wow, Th- things are happening in Miami. Yeah, man, they got uh, rid of the problem. We'll, we'll, well, <laughs> yeah. They're owned by the problem. Sure. We'll, we'll, there'll be more on that later. Uh, let's move on to Tom Brady, because I guess he has probably the biggest story of the week. Uh-oh. Apparently locking in his post-retirement gig. Mm. Um, he is signing a 10-year. 10 years. 10-year deal to become a commentator for Fox. His salary will be 375 million dollars do you think he did an autograph i mean an uh, audition no great cash homie so what if Maybe. he sucks at it because like drew Brees, he got well, a deal like this we're gonna talk about that in a minute but so this is kind of funny because he you, you know he uh, you're not wrong to bring this up and everybody's talking about this because everyone thinks that tom brady throughout his career has been completely boring and he even admitted last i think last year he was on some program called the bar was it the barber shop or something or some oh or no the, the shop yeah. the shop or whatever and he basically he didn't say he, he essentially admitted that 90 percent of the things that he says in, in in press conferences is not what he really thinks oh really um like he he kind of let that like i can't you know he sort of said it without saying it like mm. i feel he's he's been smart Right, it, in a way, at, like LeBron, who has the who owns that, who runs that show, and it's how you, and I think it's sort of a different way of it's top athletes, man. You think in a different way when you reach a certain, mm-hmm. um, Every, all eyes are on you. Yeah, when when you realize everyone's looking at you, and and I've been, I haven't been in Tom Brady's position, but I have been, I have in situations where I remember when when my show first came out, it was, your show's gay. <laughs> which uh when we when we got this first started to air and that was sort of like peak attention where people were you know where people would come up to me and mm-hmm. and and, and want to take a selfie or or would say like oh my god you're that guy or like oh blah, blah, all that kind of stuff and it, it started to ch- like it started to make me think about how i acted in public when i realized that most people we're suddenly realizing like, oh, I just saw that guy on TV the other day. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, and I hated that. I hated having to think about that. And my kids would remind me every time we would go outside. She'd be like, because I'm normally <laughs> pretty off the cuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it made me think. So yeah, yeah, not say some wild right. shit. Yeah. Yeah, and that's Brady. Exactly. And he. So you're like. And I you're feel like, like Brady. You know, for me, it's like. You know that I can tell you that that fades away if you're <laughs> yeah. not in the spotlight every day. And Brady is obviously in the spotlight every day. Like, remember he kissed his son on the mouth. Yeah. And like, everybody made such a big deal out of that. I, I think, yeah, I, I, that would drive. I couldn't. I don't think I, I would never want to sign up for that. Right. Um, exactly. I mean, but you're right. Oh, about, you mean you don't want to sign up for kissing your son in the mouth, right? Well, that either. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's like you're not just. That's like. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Man, did this dude just did this? <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Uh, 
but you were you were right to bring up Drew Brees because that was kind of the next story I wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, because I feel like it's kind of related. Um, this was really a funny story. He, you know, the the headline was Drew Brees opens the door to re- uh, to a return to football on the heels of a report that his broadcasting career has essentially gone tits up. Okay. <laughs> tits up. Uh, it, because it appears that NBC is. Uh, has has cut has said he's done, he's won it, he's finished like, he's bad he, exactly faced a lot of criticism last year just watching the game for being <laughs> You're literally watching the game with Drew Brees it, yeah that he was criticized for being quote beyond vanilla <laughs> uh, Brees's short tenure will will be remembered mostly uh, according to this one article. Um, he, I didn't remember this, but he was the one calling the game, the 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 Raiders Bengals game, where the the inadvertent yeah. whistle, yeah. Um, that by you know if you follow the rule book, the play should have been replayed. Yeah, I personally think it should have been a touchdown. Yeah, yeah and, of course. Yeah. And I'm glad that it went the way that it did, but you know if you followed the rule book the way you're supposed to follow it but they did that thing that, that I always hate and they, this happens sometimes when you watch any sport mm-hmm. when something weird happens the announcers you know somebody's in their ear telling them not to talk yeah, about it yeah. so it's kind of unfair in a way but so essentially he got but you got he's not getting make it du- he's getting dunked on because it took them like 10 minutes to even acknowledge this whistle that happened yeah i heard it as it happened too Right. It's like we're not dumb, but that's the thing. It's almost like this Tom Brady calculated thing, mm-hmm. where it's like maybe don't be like people don't like that. You know why people like Tony Romo? He's what uh, a lot of people's favorite is right. because he's into that shit. At least the first couple years, yeah. I heard his popularity has dwindled a little bit, but he's into it, man. He's excited. You can tell he's been watching what everybody's doing. He's loving it. And you can feel it with him. And he's telling you shit that you didn't even think about. The former players who tend to succeed when they transition from the field to the booth are the ones who realize that that transition requires allowing people allowing people to know who you really are. Exactly. You know what I mean? Peyton Manning has done it. Right, yeah. yes. and he did it in a really funny way. In his own way, and he too, still yeah. does it in this way, where like you know, where he does these commercials where he's like doing flag football with kids, and he's like yeah. throwing footballs at them. Oh, that was Saturday Night Live. Saturday yeah. Night Live. But people like that shit. Yeah, people want to see the real. You, we get it. You played for 10, 15, 20 years, yeah. and we get that you had to pretend to be a certain way yeah. to keep the media at bay. But now. That's not your problem. Now you're here. Now you're you're one of them. Yeah. So you need to act more like. Yeah, we want to see the real dudes, man. We, we want to see the real you. Like when those guys are overdoing it, I think the 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 color guys overdo it all the time. Oh, hey, oh, oh, especially Gus Johnson is my least favorite. I know you don't care about these guys, but I don't I, even know who that is. Gus Johnson is the the. He's like, what a kills and it It's like, relax, dude. Nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> but but um, I think that the the ones we like. You like this guy, Akib Talib. I love him. Real dude. I love him. He don't him. care about using proper English. No. He talking about the dudes of like uh, hanging with some of the players. Like mm. it, it feels real and it's something different because he's more real than like Tony. Tony Romo's real in a different way. Sure. Tony Romo's real. Like he's so excited and he's gonna break this shit down for you. Yeah. Akib Talib is like I'm excited 
And man, let me tell you about this, man. Like, look, oh, look at him. He in the wrong place. It's like, it's like oh. <laughs> you know, that's okay. why I like him. Yeah, same here. That's why it's, I it's like real. him. It's real. He's being himself. Well, Drew, okay. So the. the I don't know if Tom can. That's what I'm trying to say. The, I agree. But I do think that somebody. there's The smart thing about this is that. So, okay, so first of all, I think that the announcement that he has signed this 10-year, $375 million deal, yeah. it means that this is Tom Brady's last season. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I mean, y- y- we can all sit here and pretend like, oh, well, that deal is just in place whenever he decides to retire. No. Fox yeah. has two uh, – Fox has the broadcast rights to two of the next three Super Bowls. Mm. Tom Brady is going to be in the booth for both of those. <laughs> uh, okay? Uh, it's just happening. If he's good. And also, well, here's the thing. The other reason why I think it's smart that they're announcing it now is because now he knows what he has to deal with. Drew Brees, mm. I don't think Drew Brees really thought about it. I think Drew Brees yeah. retired and just thought, I have an opportunity. He saw Romo. He uh, saw yeah. the other guys doing it. Yeah. I can do that. I don't think he put a lot of thought into into how he needed to do it. And now all this like concern about Brady being too vanilla, Breeze being one and done in the broadcast booth. Mm. Brady has so many he has a whole team of people that surround he has his own social media team yeah. that are going to coach him and sort of like get him right to do this and I think he's going to be fine. You can't fake this stuff though. That's At true. At some point he's going to be the one just like when he's playing. He's going to be the one that has to perform. I, but I think as long – you can't I – mean, if he's just like a dorky dude who tells lots of dad jokes, you're right. Then the, you can't really fake no. your way out of that. You can't. Troy Eggman's good. <clears throat> but I do think that he understands the game better than most people. Yeah. And if you can bring that, I think that's the part that he needs to bring. Yeah, especially if he brings his own angle. That's why Akeem Talib was good. He brought his own. Tony Romo changed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Troy Eggman went really traditional when he did it, but he did it so long ago. And Trent also, Green he too. could sort of like, you know, he could spill the beans about a lot of things that have been, yeah, you know. And Tom Brady of, seems to... He seems to be able to poke fun of it, poke fun of himself. True, and I think he might have some humor in it. Well, Drew Brees' response to this one and done at NBC uh, <laughs> showed that he didn't have much of a sense of humor. Oh, this was quite funny, actually. It sounded like a child kind of throwing his toys on the floor. Now, this, th- mind you, this quote comes after it's been announced that he's he's essentially fired. You're done. Okay, it's over. And he (laughs) responds, this is his quote, despite speculation from media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. No, you've been fired. I might play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, coach my kids, or all of the above. I'll let you know, end quote. Okay, First of all, you've been fired by NBC, so that's off the list. <laughs> Did it uh, say he was fired? Who the fuck is going to hire you to play football again other than the Saints? No one. Yeah, uh, he must have forgot how that arm looked. Uh, all of the above? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> really? You're going to be in the booth, play football, focus on business, philanthropy, train for pickleball, senior golf tour, coach your kid. You can do all of those things at once. I don't think so. He does not have a social media team. <laughs> no, he does not. Uh, 
meanwhile, Drew Brees' old boss, Sean Payton, will join the Fox broadcast crew. It's going to be good. <laughs> in 2022. Uh, no details on the contract. A broadcast crew or like an analyst? Because I think like... I, I think he's... Like the pregame, like I think uh, he may be. I think he's gonna join the crew in the studio. Maybe. Okay, yeah. So that that's, I think that could fit him. Yeah, that that coaches work well with that. Like Rex Ryan, he was good with that. Mm. But I'd like to see a coach to be in the booth, a broadcast booth. Mm. I think that'd be good, man. Mm. Like if they uh, a good like like Bruce Arians in the booth. Are they? He he'd be a good one because he's funny. Are are there any coaches in the booth right now? Not that I know of. It's mostly players, right? Players are in the booth. Players and they need to try to switch. Oh, Madden was the, of course, the right. elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he changed the whole broadcast game. But sure. I'd like to see another coach. Maybe that's the thing. You're gonna be in Madden's shadow. Sure, it's a turducken. <laughs> you got uh, just, when you uh, catch the ball in the end zone, that's a touchdown. Yeah, it's got that's the, six points. You got the the dad the daddy bucket and the the mama bucket, and this here is <laughs> they got together and they had a baby bucket. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> <laughs> uh, he changed the whole broadcast game on his own, and uh, yeah, I'd like to see another coach give it. Uh, Rex Ryan, I think, would be good in the booth. Sure, he's a good analyst Just too. Not Bill Belichick. Don't let him in there. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he could, might be Tony Romo esque, but he could get disinterested probably, or like he's get so the, he uh, has so, uh, he has no personality. No I, man, you gotta what? No, 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 no. He has no personality in a press conference. That's true. But don't forget when they did the top players of all time thing. That was good, actually. You can see, a, yeah. you can see his passion for he the game. He has passion for his the game, passion and that's Romo, game. man. No, you're you're 100 right. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I did see that. I want to see some coaches in the booth, man. That'd be cool to see, especially like breaking down. Like if they take the angle, like for me. I know I'm sucking, uh, I'm grapefruiting Tony Romo big time, but that was so cool to see somebody analyzing the game in that way. Mm. He was almost like a psychic too, mm. where you start feeling like, oh shit, that all of this shit is, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he would like call the canned. next play. Yeah, he'd be like, he'd be he's like, gonna oh, spike the ball at four seconds. Mm. There's gonna be four seconds left on the clock, and I'm like, what? Right. And then there's four <laughs> exactly four seconds left. Like he, you know, like a, a coach would probably know all of that shit more than sure. Than a player. I don't know. I found that fun. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on. Packers cornerback. Jarier Alexander agrees to new contract reportedly worth $84 million motherfucking dollars. Straight cash, homie. God damn. It makes. I think it makes him the highest paid oh, man. defensive back in the league. Well, uh, so what are we queuing up now? <laughs> we need, we need a, a sound of uh, uh, Xavier, <laughs> Xavier and Howard. <laughs> Sit, oh, right. re- rewriting this. I feel like it's got to be on here. Like, <laughs> this, this, right? That's him going to his agent. <laughs> that one works too. <laughs> Dave and Howard. He's a habitual line stepper. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good, man. I'm glad but, for him. Speaking of uh, this. Bitch. Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson <laughs> believes that his city should have two football teams. Come on, man. He responded to a tweet. So Dallas is New York now? The NFL uh, on CBS was asking which city most deserves an expansion NFL team. Uh, and, and the Dallas mayor said, the answer is Dallas. Why? 
we are about to pass Chicago Metro and become the number three metro in the U.S., which would make us the largest U.S. metropolitan city without two football teams. Football is king here. Dallas needs an expansion team, and we would be able to sustain two NFL teams better than L.A. or New York, which I don't I personally don't want to see two fo- football teams. I don't agree Dallas. with him. <clears throat> um, he he went on to okay talk about he went on in a further tweet to talk about how great it would be. Of course, he thinks that this expansion team should be an AFC team, of so course, that it's uh, possible for uh, the Cowboys Bowl, and yeah. this other team. So you'd have two Dallas teams in the. Um, Are they supposed to play in the same arena? Like, do they have the same stadium? Do they? Do they? Uh, do they share? Stadium is one question. Do they? Uh, um, I, can't, I, I lost my train. Of well, thought. most people are saying that. Well, first and foremost, Jerry Jones would never allow another That's team what I'm to be That's in Dallas. It. But he the, could be swayed if they were sharing the same stadium, and that meant that Jerry was basically mm, making twice the amount of money. Their fan base is too strong. Sorry, man. I yeah. You, I mean, I, I don't even. It'll you, be like the Clippers uh, and the Lakers. You can't even get people to root for the Houston Texans for Christ's right. sake. It's you know like, it, I mean? It'll be the so, same thing. So fuck that guy. Yeah, that's that's dumb. Um, and then the Chicago Chicago's the second, right? Oh no, third. Right, they're the third. They don't have two teams. No, they don't. So why should the third get one? And they don't need two teams, do they? No, it's a strong. That's the thing. You should be happy that your uh, your city has such a strong fan base. Right. But it would be unfair to the expansion team. Mm. You want the expansion team to be somewhere that doesn't have immediate competition. Yeah, exactly. That would be foolish to... Why would you start... An, that would... You're right. You think about it from the NFL perspective. Like, why would you be so fucking stupid to put an expansion team in a city that already has a football team? And that has a football team with the strong, maybe strongest identity in the league. Well, it, they have the largest fan base in the league, yeah. period. Yeah. Why would you do that? It would be the dumbest thing you could do. Here, we're talking to you, NBA. <laughs> that is super... I didn't think about it like that, but that is a really dumb fucking yeah, why idea. Do, why do the Clippers exist? Uh, and Seattle's out here without a team. Move the Clippers to Seattle. Mm. They had a very strong fan base, too, mm. with the uh, Supersonics. That's Supersonic. true. Yeah, that was, that's true. That's true. Uh, what else going on? Uh, Jags kicker Josh Limbo is out here suing the Jaguars because Urban Meyer kicked him in the ass. Uh, Come on, remember man. that story? Come on, son. When he's like, "Don't miss your bullshit. fucking kicks, moron." <laughs> yeah, but you gonna sue the Jaguars? Sue him directly. Yeah, sue Urban Meyer. He don't want to sue somebody unemployed. <laughs> I don't know. That's stupid. Fuck uh, that dude. Fuck what that else happened? Dude. Broncos Jerry Judy arrested in Colorado, charged with criminal tampering in a domestic violence case. Now, to be clear, there was no actual like physical violence in this case. Apparently, this is a this is kind of a a situation. It's a dispute that stemmed between Jerry Judy and his baby mama. Mm. Okay, baby mama's man. Um, this thing's got a little crazy. Who that is? Who that is? My baby mama. <laughs> Just my baby mama. And baby daddy. Uh, so, but, yeah. So he, he, Judy and the mother of his child, uh, essentially it was like a dispute over some property that he wouldn't give her, like something that she, mm. like he was, it, it got ugly. They got into some kind of a fight and he had some things that belonged to her and he wouldn't give it back. And so this mm. led to him getting arrested. But it was kind of, 
interesting because it said Judy's charge of second degree criminal tampering indicates interference with another person's property, quote, with intent to cause injury, inconvenience, or annoyance, which... So he broke a cut up a brake lines or something? Well, here's it sort of dawned on me, like, wait a second, it's a crime to be annoying to people? <laughs> because I did not know that. <laughs> because be nice I got a long-ass yeah. list of motherfuckers that need to be arrested immediately if it's a crime to be annoying. My brother be locked the fuck up. <laughs> He'd be on death row. Uh, you can call me champ champ. <laughs> 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 man i'm like quick draw mcgraw yeah, the bro, today, baby. Yeah. let's go oh my god <laughs> it is strong man you're the soundboard commander <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay uh it, okay it's still mostly cloudy but we're starting to get a few more details after uh the mark davis uh unceremoniously oh, yeah. firing raiders team president dan uh ventrell ventrelle ventrell 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 mm-hmm. we'll go with ventrell uh the new york times published the results of their investigation into the team revealing that the raiders have been plagued by quote financial disorder with employees who complained about it quickly just let go oh shit. Uh, the problem consisted of quote lax controls over the spending of money including the bungling of tax payments you know, this is not the first guy to be, you know, the beginning of the la- of last season, there were like five or six people who were just kind of unceremoniously let go, and we never really found out why. Okay. Um, so the Times explains that erroneous information on the company's books can generally lead to problems with creditors, regulators, and the, the league and others. If anyone complained, and this is a former employee who was let go, uh, if anyone complained, they were let go. She, this woman, Nicole Adams, she worked for the Human Resources Department. Um, she claims that she was pushed out in 2020, um, and she declined to sign a severance agreement that would have included an NDA. So she's mm. out here fucking talking shit. Smart. Um, Smart to not sign it. It's, it's so tempting to sign that. She claims that it, it, the inside of the operation <clears throat> is like being in the Stone Age. Uh, an unnamed former employee said that, quote, everything is still very much paper, files, boxes, and warehouses. Wow. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I, I This is obviously a lot more to learn there before we find out if anything criminal has been done. But, uh, yeah, don't, I mean, does it, it, sounds, it sounds like that could be the next thing to happen. Okay. Uh, this is a funny, well, this is the last... Is this the last news story? Yeah, this one's funny. Two giant. Uh, okay, we talked about this last year. Maybe you remember this. Two fans are suing the Jets and the Giants for false advertising, <laughs> claiming that they. So first, they claim that they. Okay, they're basically saying you need to drop the New York from your name because you you're not in New York. You play in New Jersey. Oh shit. Uh, and, and they're pre- you listening, Dallas? They're doing this really funny thing because they're pretending like they didn't know. They're new. They're just being douchebag New Yorkers. Oh, okay. They're pretending like they bought a ticket and they didn't realize <laughs> it was in New Jersey. I love to hear them planning. And they're saying, first we said we bought a ticket, and and he also says like I didn't realize that my beloved Giants were all the way out in. New- it's like yeah. well, how beloved are they? Yeah, you didn't exactly. know they were in New Jersey. You Every dumbass. game it says uh, Meadowlands. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he claims that it took him longer to get to the game than the game itself, <laughs> which kind of pissed him off. So they're they're suing. I think this is going to get laughed out of court, but I just think, I thought it was really funny. 
Or make them move, play in like the Met Stadium. Where the fuck are they going to play? Shea Stadium, right? Isn't Shea in New York? Isn't that... Is that one out by the airport? By JFK? Shea Stadium? I believe so. Where I the Mets play. I think, I think that one is out by the airport. Maybe. Which is where the Jets used to play. Didn't they? They used to play out by JFK Airport, the Jets. See? Anyway, uh, good luck with that, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, the schedule came out. Oh, yeah. That's the big story. Yes. Um... I mean, look, I, I think w- w- there's a number of ways to go through this. I was thinking we start by by just kind of walking our way through some of the more interesting ones. We got some re- interesting revenge games coming up. We can look at the primetime games a little bit. Yeah. Um, season opener. I mean, talk about starting with a banger. You got Bills versus Rams on Thursday night football. This will be the first game of the season. Pretty sweet matchup. Yes, Bills, in my Rams. Opinion. Hell yeah. Um. Don't let the Bills win this. No. Because they will not they will be unbearable. Um, talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but I yeah, mean, that week one, that looks that looks good, man. Uh, uh, uh Steelers, Bengals, that should be fun. Yeah. Saints, Falcons right out of the gate. Let's fucking go. Uh and let's not forget <laughs> Commanders, Jaguars. <laughs> that has to be the best matchup in week one. <laughs> Is that really in week one? Yes, week one. Commanders, Jaguars. Did they just did they line everything up and just said shit? Shit, I was stuck with this. All right, I guess these two plays. Maybe there'll be hope. That could that could be the least broadcast game. Hey, you know what's interesting? One thing that is on my radar, and I'm very curious to see if this happens. This, you know, because on paper this Cleveland Carolina game looks like well, who cares about that? there is a, n- a new report that Carolina is actually still interested in Baker Mayfield. Ooh, well, they should be. I agree. They should because he's an upgrade to everything out, they have over there. Yeah. Uh, that coach on the way out. Matt Rule is, in my hottest. opinion, the hottest seat hottest uh, in the coaching uh, world. He has to throw everything at the wall. Mm-hmm. And if, he, if they go out and sign Baker Mayfield and in the first game of the season he winds up playing the Cleveland Browns, Ooh, I mean, I am so here for that. Okay. I mean, that will be, that'll be hot, game, I think. Uh, the week two game of the week, which should be, oh, it is the, 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 the evening game, Chiefs-Chargers. Oh, yeah. That's going to be, because it's going to be a new look Chiefs. Yep. Speaking of uh, earlier in the episode, we were talking about coaches that, uh, can, that don't ever have to rebuild. Andy Reid is one of them, mm-hmm. and we'll see a new look Chiefs team that's probably going to be mm-hmm. in the middle of plowing through the NFL. I believe. Yeah, they're going to be having the a other new smart Week One game. They have uh, Russell Wilson going back to Seattle, Monday Night Football. Oh, which Ooh. I think is actually a pretty smart. I like everybody wants to, everybody wants to see that. Oh, that's a Thursday <clears throat> game, Chiefs Chargers. Okay, sorry. everybody wants to see that happen, but I don't think anybody really expects the Seahawks to be any good. All right, oh, right. Yeah, that's true. So I think it's smart to put it like let's just put this in week one and get it out get of the way. Get out of the way, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You get to go home and play your old team, and we'll make a big hype about it, a big yeah. fuss. Very smart. Uh, and then Especially we'll make it the it the, uh, the Monday night game. The other interesting thing that's happening in week two, um, you you got some decent divisional matchups, of, yeah, of course, Saints but Bucks. um. But the main twist here is that you've got a Monday night doubleheader. I don't think they've ever done this. Yeah, they've done that before. Have they done that before? Yeah. Yeah, but they've never... Have they done it where they played at the same time? No, I've never seen that. 
I mean, because they're they're offset by like an hour, I okay. think. So you got Titans, Bills, Vikings, Eagles. It kind of sucks for us because the late game is always the one that we never stay up to watch. But um, I don't know, man. I, might I don't know. What do you think, Commissioner Rollins? What do you? What, <laughs> they do you don't f- think about Europe at all. But uh, mm. maybe, yeah, maybe they should do it earlier. But I understand waiting for the West Coast because it'll suck for the West Coast if you if the game starts while you're at work. Right. Yeah. If it's two p.m. and the game starts sure. just to appease Europe, but I don't know. Uh, I'm. I think it's. It could hurt your ratings on each channel. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But it'd be fun as a fan to flip back and forth between games. Mm. But Bills, Titans, Eagles, Vikings. Mm. That could be two fun games too. Totally. Because our boy is gonna be out there screaming. You like that? And you then, like that? <laughs> so, I don't know. Okay, that's that's. Yeah, that, that, I get it. The uh, trying to make Monday the day now too. Then. Yeah, I guess so. If you're if you're a, a TV channel, you're like, "Fuck y'all, man!" <laughs> like I'm trying to have some broadcast. If I'm another channel, if I'm fucking, I don't know what channel it'll be. Uh, uh, NBC mm. trying to have a Monday night lineup. It's like, damn. Mm. Or Fox, they never have Monday night football. Uh, I, I see them being annoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's tough. Football, um, win, football wins every time. What we, else? Um, well, the game that we have circled on our calendar at home is week seven. Um, most people won't care about this, but in my house, this is this is going to be a big one because we got the Falcons. We got my Falcons going up against Saga's Bengals. Mm, and uh, the Bengals who you think are going to suck. That's right. And I think... W- what, what's their record going to be by then? Bengals? They play, the, they play the Saints the week before. By week they seven. They play the Ravens. So they play the Ravens. They play the Saints. The they play the Dolphins. They play the Jets, and they play the Cowboys, and they play the Steelers. Mm. What are they going to be? Four and three, three and four. What? No, I think they'll win two games in that stretch. <laughs> I love it. I mean, who are they going to beat? The Jets? You don't think they'll beat the Steelers? And maybe the Steelers. Who's the Steelers quarterback? They're going to beat the Steelers, the Jets. You don't think they'll beat the Dolphins? No. With that defense? No. Cowboys? That's the other one that I think is possible. Yeah. So they at bo- at best 4 and 3. Wow, y'all got the AFC uh North this year. Yeah. That's um unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> I guess is the word I was looking for. Um uh, <clears throat> Yeah, man. <laughs> But Isak showed me this funny video yesterday. You ever seen that video of the guy who says like, would you rather A, spend time with your wife or B? And he's like, B. (laughs) 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 It was very similar to that uh, (laughs) where they were talking about the Falcons. There were two guys talking. And the guy was like, it's very interesting what the Falcons are doing with their receiving core. And, you know, they really have something interesting going on here. Is there any reason for Falcons fans to have a... Nope. nope. The other <laughs> guy just, like, cut him off. He's like, nope. <laughs> don't even do it. He's <laughs> like, don't even go there. Uh, week nine, you got Matty Ice. He, he may mm. have left the Falcons behind, but don't think he won't have to hear those 28-3 chants when he goes to play the Patriots in New England. That's oh. an interesting game to look forward to. It'll be cool to see how the Colts are looking by week nine, too. Totally. That's the middle of the season. Uh, the holiday games are another thing that caught my eye. 
the Thanksgiving games. Bills Lions is the early one. Mm-hmm. Giants Cowboys. Man, the beat down the Bills gonna put on. <laughs> I know that's mean. Poor Lions, man. That's mean. Uh, Gi- Giants Cowboys. Giants Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, and then Patriots Vikings. Really? Wow. That's your primetime Thanksgiving game. Yeah, that's kind of weak. So. That's the one that kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit. They're probably saving up because that Monday night they got Colts Steelers, which should be good. Yeah. And that Sunday night, they have Eagles-Packers. And who knows about the Eagles? Okay, the Christmas schedule. You got to start planning ahead, (laughs) y'all, if you live in Sweden. Yeah. because And I've already started to have this conversation with my wife. She's not happy about it, but I'm having it now because I'm going to wear her down. Now, for Whoa, those Christmas who, Eve is on a Sunday. This is what I'm talking about, <laughs> <Yes>. bro. <clears throat> okay, now here's the thing: Ooh. a lot of people in America, who the people who listen to this show from the states, Ken, we're talking to you. You're a one <laughs> American <Jason>. listener, <laughs> Jason. Uh, everybody here celebrates. Everybody in Sweden celebrates Christmas on on New, on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that means the family gets together and they do all the presents and all that crap on the 24th. On the 24th. Okay, and the twenty fifth is usually just a kind of fuck around yeah. day, right? And then the day after Christmas, it's just they just said fuck it, we're just gonna chill another day, right? So the issue here related to the NFL calendar is that you, we have this Christmas Day triple header. That's the first thing, mm, right? Mm. So you got Packers Dolphins, ooh, that's the early game, interesting. Mm. Rams Broncos, right? That's the Bourbon Window. Uh, and then you got Bucks Cardinals playing in the late game. That's Christmas oh Day. Oh my god! But because oh my god, they but, racked it up on Christmas. They did. But then the issue is that because it, so that's is that Sunday? Is that Chris, is Christmas on Sunday? Christmas Eve is Sunday. Monday. Right. Is. That's the thing because Christmas Eve is on Sunday. So you got a full slate of eleven games on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Which means. I have already had this conversation with my wife. I said, okay, because of this, we're going to have the family over to our house. Smart. Skiff. Oh, my God. We're going to host. You're a smart man. And we'll do the whole Donald Duck thing. We'll eat. We'll open presents, the Donald Duck thing. And by the time everybody gets their presents open, you know, it's time for the game to start. We'll have a cultural exchange. I'll be able to introduce my Swedish relatives yes. to the joy of, of NFL football on Christmas, <laughs> is, which would be my gift to them. <laughs> it would be my only gift. Uh, anyway, I'm, yeah, I'm like working it. on it. I like <clears throat> it. I'm wondering why, why is there a game on the 27th? Is there? Is that a Thursday? Or like a Wednesday night, the twenty seventh is the December twenty seventh. Uh-huh. Like Tuesday, it's like Tuesday night going into Wednesday morning. Oh, weird! I have no idea. I did that. Uh, I is the NFL one. encroaching on Tuesdays now? <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna take over every day of the week. New Year's Day also lands on a Sunday, so you got a full slate of fourteen games to choose from. There. Oh my gosh! This is so great. Um, and then there's. It's week- not like I have a day job anyway. Though. And then there's week 18, the final day of the season is just jam packed with these mm. hardcore division rivalries and yes. stuff. Um, I think the primetime games are a little interesting to look at. Now, they're always a big deal for us. These are the games that we usually miss because we can't stay up to watch them. Yeah. But it is certainly a not so subtle indication from the league who they want f- 
us fans to pay attention to. Yes. Right? So most of the, um, you, you know, maxed out primetime teams, they usually make sense. A lot of Buffalo. But every year, there's at least one team that I feel the NFL is trying to cram down our throat. There are 13 teams that have maxed out with five primetime games. Okay. It's the Bills. Wow. The Bengals. The Broncos, the Bucks, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Packers, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Rams, 49ers. That's a lot of primetime games. There's a lot of primetime games. And primetime for y'all, uh, Swedes, that might not know, is 8 p.m. and like a later game. Right. It's like 2 a.m. for us here. I think that the teams that I think that they're trying to cram down our throat and the ones that are most likely to get flexed out of those primetime games when it becomes possible, I think the Bengals are on that list. Yeah. I don't think they will make all their primetime games. Uh, Damn, I find really it a little bit of a head-scratcher that the Eagles have five primetime games. Bruh, I was going to say that too. <clears throat> Patriots? Yeah. The, but Patriots the, are really... But it's still a, uh, it's still a, me, it's like a, a major market. I get that, but I'm just saying I don't think they're going to be that. Mac Jones is the future. (laughs) (laughs) Mac Jones has a body that looks like a bag full of milk. So does Tom Brady. Yeah, that's true. That's a fair (laughs) point. Uh, I don't think the 49ers will will ultimately deserve to have that many primetime games. I have tons of questions about what they're going to look like this year. I saw an article with Trey Lance as a dark horse MVP candidate. They run out of stuff to talk about. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Come on, son. Exactly. That was my accident, too. I didn't even mean to hit that. Because what I was really looking for was... Uh... Man, did this dude just did this? <laughs> That's what I was looking for. He liked that one. Uh, uh, yeah. So, let's see. Let's... let's, let's uh, Thursday night... The, okay, so first of all, the Thursday night schedule is... It, that is all now Amazon Prime, interestingly enough, in, yeah. in America. But Thursday night, I, I mean, I guess it's primetime games. But, but I mean, it's the best Thursday night games, I slate of Thursday night games I think I've ever... Normally, it's division rivals. Which is fantastic. Not always, but they still... I mean, like you mentioned Chargers, Chiefs, uh, Steelers, Browns Chargers, is always Chiefs, interesting. That's division rivals. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they, oh, they Dolphins, got Dolphins, Bengals. Bengals. Uh, you got a battle of the ponies. You got Colts, Broncos. Let's go. <laughs> this right here is the one that I'm like, really? Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears. Like, you know why? Nobody's going to Normally, watch Thursday, the Thursday night games before, before they started doing mostly divisional, because for a couple seasons, it was only division rivals, right? Right. Before that, it was like the shittiest game. Because right. they know they're going to win the night on Thursday as far as get the most people watching. So they just put a shitty game on Thursday. Fair then point. They, then they changed it. Uh, to division because everybody was like nobody wanted to have a Thursday game, right? And then division rivalry is like you get a good game on a Thursday because it used to be like shitty teams versus each other. It, it, well, it, Eagles Texans. I mean, come on, this is what's like, wrong with you? <laughs> nobody's gonna want to watch that. Uh, but uh, this is Bills good. Patriots rematch. Everyone's gonna want to watch that. Yeah, this is, these are good matchups, especially uh, good. Thursday night. Isn't aren't the Ram, the Rams and the Chargers are playing each other this year too? I think that'll be fun. Yeah, man. The Monday night football slate looks pretty good. Uh, the Falcons have one primetime game this year. Falcons versus Panthers. There's another one that nobody's going to watch. <laughs> uh, actually, a lot of Panthers fans were probably Falcons fans before that. Yeah, maybe. 
So, um, so you got that. <laughs> here's a here's an interesting thing. I have a theory. Um, um the, the Browns. Mm-hmm. The Browns only got two primetime games. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is it because of Deshaun Watson? I think that the NFL is trying to bury the Browns, Deshaun Watson situation by only giving them two primetime games. You know they're meeting with him right now? I do know that. But think about it. A quarterback, mm-hmm. that high profile, mm-hmm. and that talented in a football sense, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not ignoring yeah. what's happening behind the scenes, or not even behind the scenes anymore. You only give that guy... Two primetime games. Yeah. Look at how they're treating Russell Wilson versus how they're mm-hmm. they're trying to bury this because it's going to be embarrassing for them. Yeah, but do you blame them? No, I don't. Especially when they're not really giving like. But uh, but I, it, it concerns me as far as like my prediction as to what what the suspension is going to be. That might be part of it too. So, the, okay. First of all, the the primetime games. The first one's week two, right? Uh, you have to imagine that that Watson will be suspended, yeah, at, at least in week two. So get ready for the epic quarterback duel, like for the ages between uh, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky versus Jacoby Brissett. Okay, <laughs> Could you think Brissett's gonna be starting? Who else is gonna start? <laughs> Right? Because it's going to be Steelers versus Browns. It's going to be Trubisky versus Jacoby Brissett. I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to start the season. You are trash! I mean, I think he'll get... I do think that he will... We will probably see him start at some point. Watson. Uh, No, I'm talking about Kenny Pickett. I think we will see him start at some point during the season, but I think they'll do that thing where it's like they'll they'll give Trubisky a chance to to win the job. Mm Mm-hmm. And if he's shit in week four, then, you know, whatever. So anyway, that's happening, right? The other primetime game they have, I think it's in week eight against the Bengals. It's going to be right when he's returning from a suspension. It could be. Now, the assumption is that Watson's going to get six-game suspension. Six games, yep. But I wonder if this primetime schedule is is the way – if it's like this for one of two reasons. Either the league knows that Watson will be suspended for perhaps the entire 2022 season – Mm. Or they want to minimize the level of heat when we realize that Watson is not going to be suspended at all. He'll be suspended. Because here's the thing. They can continue to slow play this thing, which is what they've been doing the entire time, right? 22 cases, still active, a lot of cases. They're not going to be settled before the beginning of the year, no. before the beginning of the uh, season, I mean. You know, they they can look at this thing and be like, look, we, we just need some more time to have a look around to see how this thing plays They've out. They've interviewed the girls, though, man. <laughs> if if they can do that up until the season starting, then they're in the clear because every Sunday rolls around, nobody cares. The story goes away. You could be right, man, but That's I my think theory. the NFL is really worried about what people are going to think. Mm-hmm. And, and they could kind of rip the Band-Aid off with a six-game suspension and then mm. see the type of response they get in game eight when they have in week eight when they have the uh the primetime game see i do think that that's probably what they're gonna that's do the gauge where they're gauging to see all right or right, we'll see how everybody feels oh okay we didn't get too much kickback you know there wasn't a i do think that that's probably what they're gonna do and it does line up kind of perfectly 
but I still, Yo, listen, I want people on, to be prepared. Hold on a second, man. The, for opening, I just pulled up an article. The opening paragraph states, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson admitted during a pretrial disposition last week that one of his disputed encounters with the massage therapist ended with the woman crying. Yes. Followed by an apology sent to her by text message from Watson. Mm. And do you have the quote from when they asked him why he apologized? Why'd you uh, send an apology? He wrote, sorry, and sorry about you feeling uncomfortable, but I needed to bust a nut. No, I'm just playing. He didn't <laughs> <laughs> Never were the intentions. Let me know if you want to work in the future. Hmm. My apologies. Ugh. But then when they asked him in court, why did you, he said, if yes, you didn't do anything wrong, why did you apologize? He said, yes, because she was teary-eyed. And I was trying to figure out what was going on. So I assumed that she was uncomfortable in whatever reason. And we talked about working in the future. And so I said, we could work in the future. Just let me know. And then I said my apologies for whatever reason she was teary-eyed for. For whatever reason she was teary-eyed for. I, and she never replied. Hmm. That sounds like some bullshit. We talked about working in the future. No, you talked about working in the future. She didn't talk to you anymore. Exactly. Come on, man. This dude's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about this till right now. Sorry, man. I got uh, no. It was the next thing on my list, so I'm glad you found it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. We'll see. This, like stuff like this, they can't not suspend him. Yeah. There's so and then there's so many. Unfortunately, there's so many women that can relate to this woman mm. in this one story of the 22. Totally. So many women, and then they get the apology from the quote unquote. And the only reason and they're even talking about it is because he he sent her a text message. If that yeah. text message didn't exist, there would be no evidence that he apologized. Yeah. There's no way they cannot suspend him. And then still be... I mean, they could not suspend him, but mm. the way they want to be viewed, there's no way they don't suspend this guy. He's mm. going to get six games. They're going to have a little gauge on week eight mm. to see how... And we don't even know... This whole thing about six, Like the, people have been talking about the assumption that there's going to be six games... This has been in the media for forever. They I mean, probably got it in the media. They probably leaked that yes. shit out to the they media. They probably got it out there so people can start saying They've it so we can all get whole... comfortable. Yeah. See? Damn. We sound like, hey, give me my tinfoil hat, man. Fucking Let's... tinfoil hat. You can borrow mine. <laughs> I got a couple. I got a two hat. I got a double hat <laughs> that's uh, connected by foil. We got some great revenge games this year. Okay. Okay. We got, um, I already mentioned the Broncos versus the Seahawks. That's kind of interesting. Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. That's week four. That's going to be a good one. Bills, Chiefs. Everyone's waiting for that one because of what happened last year. That's week six. How many times have you seen that game? I mean, that whole 13 (laughs) seconds. Oh, yeah. The last Uh, last quarter, the fourth quarter, I've seen 12 times. uh, It's so so exciting. Week nine, the Bucks get another crack at the Rams. That'll be an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Bucks, Rams are going to be good, man. And then on a personal level, Uh-oh. we get, not me personally, I mean like players. You got mm. Bobby Wagner, who's now with the Rams, who mm. apparently cannot wait to go back and play his former team, the Seahawks, twice a year. He said, quote, playing the Seahawks twice a year was the cherry on top. Oh, I'll make sure they see me every time we play. It won't be a quiet game. Oh, snap. That's the Bobby Wagner quote. Uh, and 
Yannick Ngakwe will do you one better. This guy put up 10 sacks for the Raiders last year, but the new coaching staff rolls into town and decides to trade him to the Colts, who the Raiders will face in week 10. Mm. Asked for comment, Ngakwe said, (laughs) quote, they'll see how I feel when we play them. We go to their house. They'll see why they fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to have to pay. They'll pay. Oh, the smoke, the smoke, the smoke. <laughs> yeah. You got Doug Peterson going back to Philly for the first time. That's oh, in week four. Jaguars. He might turn that team around. Uh, Mike McCarthy going back to Green Bay for the first time in week 10. That'll be interesting. But all of it, it all pales in comparison <laughs> to the Carson Wentz revenge tour <laughs> going back to Philly in week 10. That shit is juicy, baby. <laughs> Carson Wentz returns. But he also got okay, he well obviously he's now in the division with the Eagles so he plays them twice, twice a year, but yeah. it's his first, I guess it's his first time back to Philly, maybe? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. He's going back to Philly. Uh and he also will be playing against the Colts in week 8. I mean, talk about the amount of friend. he's playing two of his former teams all in one season. Is he though? And everybody thinks Is he he's going to keep his job. We'll see. <laughs> like, will, I don't know. Will he hold his job long enough to get his revenge? To me, this is the funniest revenge narrative to follow. Yeah. Um, I can't. I'm, I'm here for it. Um, a lot of people are talking about the strength of schedule thing. I, I personally think it, you know, it feels kind of dumb to me. Of course. Because nobody's really played any games yet. Who, who did they say had the toughest schedule last year? I don't remember. I feel I like I want to say it was like Miami or something. I feel like we had the easiest schedule last year, and that didn't seem to matter that right. much. Uh, they're saying the Rams have the toughest schedule this year. Mm. Cardinals. Bengals, oh, last year. Bucks. Yes, last year the Rams had the toughest strength of schedule before preseason. That's what they were saying. Oh, right? is it? Or was it? No, they had to be because of their division. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the Rams last year. It's what who ended up with it, and they won the Super Bowl. So that shit means fucking nothing, right? Uh, the Falcons are like middle of the pack, but we'll still we'll fuck that up somehow. <laughs> Cowboys apparently have the easiest schedule. Is that true? They said the Eagles uh, had the, uh, the 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 easiest schedule last year. Right. I'm looking at this year. The Eagles have an easy schedule this year. We'll see, man. I don't know. You never know, dumb. man. That's all dumb. I, I I hate it almost as much as the uh, as mock drafts. That's my second. Uh, yeah, that and the win prediction thing is like, come yeah. on, get out of here. Yeah. So I feel like because yeah, win know. prediction that goes with strength of schedule. It's like we're all talking about last year, man. Why don't we uh, talk about this year? Exactly. So we'll see uh, all these changes, especially in this era with the free agency and all of that. It's not the same teams every year. Exactly. And speaking of. Uh, Teams, mm-hmm. I think it's time for me to pitch you. Ooh, the last pitch. Okay, for your new team. And so far, we've had Bears. Actually, I can uh, I can answer this. Okay. Okay. So this obviously, like I said, last chance to influence your decision mm-hmm. over who you will support next season. Okay. I've pitched you the Lions, mm-hmm. Steelers, okay. Ravens, Bears, Eagles. Did I pitch you the Packers, or did yeah. you just assume? 
You pitched the that Packers. they were in the running because they don't have an owner and they don't have cheerleaders. I'm pretty sure you pitched the Packers. Because I remember like that division kind of got... Either way, some of their members... Uh, well, some of the members of their fan base and shareholders <laughs> have made it clear that they feel like they've met their black quota for the year. Uh, and they're not... They're Does not that really, include fans? They're looking for more white people at the oh, moment. Yeah, so true. I'm not sure you're really welcome there. Yeah, man. Damn. Um, so you might want to keep that in mind. So <laughs> now, throughout this whole process, I took a logical approach, mm-hmm. focusing only on teams that I felt had a genuine chance to be graced and honored mm. by your fandom. Yes, I appreciate it. Which means I'm kind of running out of teams. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say who's in the lead so far? Sure. I, I would think in the lead is the Baltimore Ravens. I Understandable. And then a close second, Steelers. <clears throat> I plan on changing that today. Okay. Um, Let's see if you can top your pitches for because the... Because <clears throat> I pitched you the entire um, AFC East. Or no, the, uh, the entire AFC East was, was out of the running. Of course, yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, I didn't pitch you anyone from the AFC West because, you know, they're too good. It's yeah. too... It's it'd be it'd be a bandwagon type thing. Yeah. Uh, AFC South is mostly trash. Yes, that's right. True. Jags and Texans. You just you're not gonna. What do you say? Where is he at? You gonna? They're just not gonna want that. Exactly. Gonna, I'm not gonna want that. <clears throat> Colts look fun, but Matty Wheels probably not. You know, probably. They're just probably not, not gonna, gonna want, want that, that either. <laughs> uh, and the Ryan Tannehill experience. I you know I've been you've, through that. you've you've been through that. Uh, They're just not going to want that. Uh, and also, interesting side note, the Ryan Tannehill experience, mm. worst 70s college cover band ever. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> just a little side note. Wow, I'm curious uh, about who this could be. Right. So, <clears throat> the team I am pitching you today mm-hmm. obviously comes from the NFC side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Come back. No, and kidding. frankly, no, I wouldn't do that to you. Uh, uh, frankly, it felt like the only team I had left. Okay. This is not a particularly good team. Oh, you pitched the Eagles already. Not a very good team. Okay. No one on the planet will accuse you of jumping onto a bandwagon, however. Um, more likely, your family and friends will worry that you might have some low-grade form of CTE or something if you decide to root for this team. They may ask, why are you jumping into the back of this flatbed pickup truck, Jonathan? <laughs> what is happening to you? <laughs> uh, Wait a second. Wait a second. Are we? Okay, keep going. This team played their first season back in 1966. 66, okay. Making an immediate impact on the league, posting a 3-11 and 11 record. <laughs> it took them until 2009. That's also the first year of the Dolphins, 66. Exactly. It took them until 2009 mm-hmm. to have back-to-back winning records. And it has been all smooth sailing from there, pretty much. Uh, you know them. You got to love them. You know this is happening sometime. <laughs> <laughs> because today, I am pitching you uh-huh. my Atlanta uh, Falcons. Falcons. Now, before you think, like, okay, <laughs> okay, first of all, Atlanta Falcons. Come on, let's go. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, give it up. Now, I realize that this is like a major homer move, but I got yes. some hot takes. Okay. And I got, I got some arguments here. All right. For why this is a good idea. Okay. okay. So you got to right. hear me out. I'm listening. Chill with the eye rolls. No, no, no eye rolls. We'll, we'll, right. We'll, we'll get all the negatives out of the way first. Okay. Because despite my bias, 
I really do think this is a, a pretty good argument. Problem okay. number one, if you become a Falcons fan, you know, maybe we turn off our listeners and this gradually turns into a Falcons pod. Legit concern, but I feel mm-hmm. that we have established ourselves as doing a pretty good job of covering the entire NFL week after week. I agree with that. Especially when games are happening. We go all in on every game, no matter how shitty your team might be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even We even talk about the Saints. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta does have a fair weather fan base. It's true. There's no getting around it. I'm not so going to lie. Miami. So is Miami. But look at it this way. Falcons fans, they come and they go and they come back again so many times that they won't even notice that you haven't been there since the beginning. <laughs> They'll have no clue. That's a strong argument. Right? Yeah. Just say something really shitty about Bobby Petrino and everyone will just assume you've been there from day one. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Uh, the other nice thing about Fairweather fan base, if you ever happen to be in town, I promise you a Falcons ticket is not a difficult thing to get your hands on. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's a lot of room. Uh, other positives, city of Atlanta. The black mecca of the South, civil mm-hmm. rights movement, mm-hmm. Martha, Martin Luther King. Yep. Maybe you heard of him. Okay. <laughs> the city, too busy to hate. Mm-hmm. Though I will say, as a white person who grew up in Atlanta, I, I have to admit, find time. <clears throat> my people have proved successful at multitasking when it comes to this American <laughs> pastime. Uh, the white people I grew up with always found some time to, you know, turn a side eye towards my darker complected brothers and sisters mm. unfortunately unfortunately um mm, but yeah but you know you know from our friendship that we're not all like that <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, <clears throat> right atlanta food culture that shit is on point yes okay yes we go all in from high-end innovative cuisine to some of the best down and dirty barbecue mm. on the face language. of the planet okay speaking my language music scene nothing short of groundbreaking whether we're talking about the you know the good old days, you know, you got the guys like James Brown, mm-hmm. right? You got the hip hop scene, change the game. Change the game. Change the game. It's the it's the hip hop home right now. It's the hub of hip hop right now. Right? I mean, you know, you got dudes like like groups like Outkast, Ludacris, Crisscross, remember them? They made you want to jump and wear your clothes Shit, backwards. So, so deaf. It goes on and on. Rest of development, TI, Gucci Mane, Quavo, Lil John, list yep. is endless. Yeah. Okay. On to the team. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> right now I haven't said anything about the team yet. <laughs> so it's been about the city. Okay. I'm just trying to, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to lube you up. Underground mall. That's true. Underground Atlanta. Yeah. I, I didn't realize, I didn't put that on my list of selling points. I've been there. I was, I, I, I like Atlanta a lot, man. Okay. Cheap real estate. <laughs> so also <much>. true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, right. The team came into existence by and large because of the competition between the AFL and the NFL. This was pre-merger. Uh, the city um, built a stadium in an attempt to get an NFL franchise, but Commissioner Pete Roselle didn't really seem wow. to care. Uh, the upstart AFL swooped in and offered Atlanta an opportunity to join their league, at which point Pete got his lazy ass on a plane the very same day that the news hit the papers and offered an expansion franchise on the spot. Wow. Nice move, Atlanta. The Falcons, yeah, they played them. Um, used the leverage. Falcons got their name in a fan contest. We probably talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, uh, and while there were some solid submissions... Such as the Firebirds. That's good. The Peaches. 
and so glad it's not. and the Confederates. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? We'd be at this like the com- we wouldn't be the only commanders they conversation. They would have done away with that a long time ago. And you know it would have been a rebel flag on their helmet. Yes, yes, they would have done away with that a long. I would have been like there. a Dukes of Hazards theme yeah, team yeah. or some shit. Like, What's the problem? <laughs> What's the problem? Yeah. Man, we dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dodged a noose. <laughs> dodged a noose on that one. It would be a school teacher from Griffin, Georgia, who would win the contest by explaining how the Falcon is proud and dignified mm, with I great courage and flight and never, never drops its prey until it gets to the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, of course. <laughs> Even if it's a magpie. It's also deadly and has a great sporting tradition. Um, okay. I, I won't... Well, okay. You know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to mention how the team colors of red and black were chosen to appease Georgia football fans. Uh, because you've made it clear that anything related to the current national champions <laughs> is not a selling point for you. So I'm not even going to bring up the Georgia Bulldogs. Okay. I'm not. The Georgia it. Bulldogs are not coming out of my mouth. I've, they're not on the list. I'm not even going to mention them. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. No, uh, I appreciate it. Go dogs. Uh <laughs> Historical, memorable moments or players or eras include Deion Sanders. Of course. Neon Deion. The MC Hammer, too legit to quit era. Mm-hmm. Drafting. No, that's not a selling point. No, I was oh, doing you were the, saying too legit to quit. I was doing to quit. I thought you were going like, I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Uh, drafting uh, future Hall of Famer Brett Favre and treating him like a third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Uh <laughs> One of the funniest quotes in NFL history where Coach Jerry Glanville famously stated that the entire quarterback room would have to be involved in a plane crash before he would let Brett Favre onto the field. (laughs) (laughs) That gunslinger shit was not (laughs) encouraged. Uh, The Jamal Anderson dirty bird dance. I know you can get down with that, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. That shit was dope. Yes. Um, And most Falcons fans will probably think that I'm crazy to say this, but I actually cherish... The twenty-eight to three era. Come on, bro. I really do, and I'm going to tell you why. It's those kinds of disappointments. Now, I'm not saying I'm glad it happened. I'm saying that it happened, and I've figured out a way to embrace it. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying that, like I trust me that I was not happy it happened. Uh, it's those kind of disappointments that build and 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 break a tortured <laughs> fan base. Yeah. Okay. It's a scar that never heals. But it represents hope for a brighter day, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. I could get with that. I hope that I will live to see an actual Super Bowl victory. And that journey from that the darkest place that you could possibly be yeah. to to the mountaintop, to borrow a phrase from Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. who who uh, who had a way with words. Yeah. Uh that's an epic struggle that's worth sticking around for. Mm. Um <clears throat> Besides myself, of course, famous Falcons fans include well-known stand-up comedian Jeff Foxworthy, Killer, oh, really? Killer, Killer Mike, of course, Samuel L. Jackson, Usher, Two Chains, the 39th President of the United States, Jimmy Carter, former peanut farmer, George Bulldog wow. fan as well, um, who I've met actually. I met shook the hand, I met a president, shook the president's hand. Wow, met him twice actually. 
Nice dude. I bet. Good dude. Um, Too good for the presidency. Division rivalries. All right. This is a big one. Such a good guy. To Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he was too nice to be president. Yeah. Division rivalries. Uh, might actually be the best selling point for why you should be a Falcons fan, actually. Oh, yeah. Since um, starting this podcast, much like myself, you have learned why people dislike Saints fans. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> uh, and hating the Saints is really sort of half the battle of being a Falcons fan. So yeah. you're kind of halfway there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate the Saints. Man. You definitely don't like Tom Brady. Right, right. Yeah, he's not good. It's not a. You can't sell that point. No, I know, but your we brother just talked about. How I know, but good. I was going to lead into the fact that your brother is a Bucks fan. Yeah. Right. So suddenly becoming a Falcons fan would definitely add to that sibling rivalry. Mm. Right? We don't really have a sibling rivalry though. Yeah, but you guys like to talk trash. Yeah. And what better way to talk trash if you guys yeah. are division rivals? Yeah, that's true. And while the Panthers kind of feel like a throwaway team, if you focus on their owner David Tepper. I mean, he could easily qualify as one of the biggest D-bag owners in the league with his yeah. brass ball plaque hand, you know, yeah. hanging over his desk and stuff. Um, as far as the current situation is concerned, I realize that Arthur Smith is kind of a privileged white guy whose daddy owns FedEx, but I, I would argue that he is basically one or two seasons away from sitting on a very red-hot flaming seat, right? <laughs> so instead of focusing on the fact that, you know, that he's there, yeah. right? He's not going to be there forever. But I, the one person that I do think will stick around is, you know, we're one of the few teams in the league that has a black GM. Terry Fontenot. That's Fontenau. true, Fontenot, yeah. Okay. And oddly enough, don't forget that the Falcons owner, Arthur Blank, is thought of as one of the good guys. Okay? That's true. Sure. He's been married and divorced three times, so I'm sure all of his ex-wives have some other story to talk about him, but he is known as one of the most charitable owners in the NFL. He's a signing member of the Giving Pledge, having agreed to give away at least 50% of his wealth to charitable causes. We were just talking about this. When he's dead or? No. Every year. Like every year. He gives away half of his wealth to charitable causes. Wow. Remember we were talking about this. I didn't remember that. We were talking about this idea of like, you know, we should oh, yes. put a cap a, on, yeah, yeah. like, just fucking, you made yes. this much, now start giving this away. He, this guy fucking signed the pledge. Okay, I thought you meant we were talking about this case, but we're no, talking but about we, this should be a thing. I, yeah, I yeah. didn't even know this was a thing until okay. I read this. I okay. knew he was like charitable. I didn't realize it went to this wow. level. That's uh, a strong selling point. Right? He's one of the good guys. On the current roster, we got AJ Terrell Island back there at cornerback, locking mm. it down. Locking it down. We got the flying Hawaiian Marcus Mariota under center, throwing TD passes to himself. Uh-huh. We got Drake London, who's going to be the king of them yak yards. We got the unicorn Kyle Pitts. We got a motherfucking back and shit Corderell Patterson, a legit Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. And now we got Bra- Brand. What's his name? Brandon Edwards. <laughs> yeah. Brian Edwards? That's I forgot you know. his name. Brian Edwards. I forgot his name. We got some yeah. other guy Former, from the Raiders. Uh, reporter yeah. from, from NBC8. Yeah. <laughs> you also got your boy Ken out there who will welcome you into the fold. I know a lot of Falcon fans. You probably know. Exactly. I figured you knew more. I'm obviously opening the door for you to walk in. And besides that, big Arthur Smith-shaped scoop of vanilla ice cream at the top. The Falcons have a very diverse coaching staff. 12 Black positional coaches and one female on staff as well. Mm. Did not know that. 
a lot of rednecks are dying out, moving out to the sticks. And yes, they have been replaced by mostly white <laughs> hipsters. Mostly white hipsters. Oh, but yeah. you can look past the craft beers and the <laughs> artisanal avocado toast. Uh. You'll see how their sense of white guilt has actually mm. only strengthened their desire to become allies to to cause a better, more just Ooh. society. Damn. So, um, so what, what do you say? That's my argument for you to join the Falcons. Very, very strong. Very strong. You can tell I put some time into yes, it. Yes, you did. <laughs> I, I got to just clap. It took days. Wow. It took more than one day. To put That's that. a strong, strong case right there. Mm-hmm. The Yeah. The the one major con, of course, would be we can't both be Falcons fans and doing this pod. Right. But uh, very strong case. And I'm going to take that into consideration when I make my decision. Mm. We'll see what hat I put on at the beginning of the season when we return. <laughs> Can I say how I honestly feel? Yes. How do you feel, man? Honestly. Yeah, man. Don't hold anything back. It's a very big decision for me. After all the teams that I've pitched to you, I actually think your boy Ken is right. I think you should stick with the Dolphins. <laughs> okay. Most of the owners are dicks. The majority of the people who, who get that rich don't do it by go- being a good person, right? That's true. He got caught. He got called out. And Isak actually reminded me of this interesting point when we were talking about you continuing to be a Dolphins fan. He pointed out, he was like, you know how old Stephen Ross is? He's like, the guy's 82 years old. He, he could drop dead at any moment. <laughs> wow. I could root for his death. You could root for his death. <laughs> no, I wouldn't root for it. I thought it was kind of fascinating that he brought this up. He's mm. like, you know, almost 16. He's like, that guy's going to be dead any day now. I was like, <laughs> wow, that's a good point. Very dark, but thank uh, you. Yes, uh. I will add that in my notes. Uh, it's very hard also. I personally, I, I think it's hard to change your colors after being a fan for as long as you've been a fan. Yeah. Uh, I personally have tried to stop being a Falcons fan for years. Many times. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I've taken a break, walked away. I don't care. And then I, come, I always come back. Yeah. Always. You, yeah. Right? You got your brother-in-law and his buddy who you dragged into this mess. Yeah. Right? There's a man cave just waiting for you. It's being built. Yeah, that's true. I feel like anything other than the dolphins will feel fake. And if it's one thing that I have learned about you in the two and a half years that we've been doing this fake is one thing that Damn. you ain't. Damn, bro. So my final pitch to you <laughs> is to rejoin and rebecome or reignite or Phoenix from the ashes <laughs> in the form <laughs> of a Miami dolphin. It's where you're from. It's who you are. And you know as well as I do that being from the South in general means feeling embarrassed and ashamed from time to time when your city winds up in the news for some backward-ass reason, right? I'm from Florida. But we don't give up on where we're from. Yeah. So why give up on your team? I say fins up, my friend. Oh! Fins up. Skip! (laughs) Damn, you're making it hard for me. Oh, man, something else to consider. I didn't expect that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man. 
<laughs> Man, did this dude just did this? What's wrong with you? This is a sick Negro. That's the goddamn shit. He's a habitual line stepper. This bitch. You niggas are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to, had to get that out. It's my last shot at the soundboard until yeah, man. probably, I don't know, would we come back in August maybe? Yeah, we'll come back and talk about the training camps. Uh, this has been a longer episode than normal, but it's the final one. This is the, the finale before we, uh, we resume season three of SpinFL after the training camps and all of that. And, and we're going to come back and do our bets and whatnot. And we're going to rebrand, not rebrand, but re uh, refocus, man. We haven't had a break. We, we've been talking about the things we want to do differently with the pod. So be prepared for a fresh new SpinFL in August. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. No no pressure at all. Uh, but we'll do, um, the, the main thing is going to be me and it's going to be Skiff. So we'll do what we do, man. We thank you all so much for listening. And uh, we'll still be posting in the, uh, in the Facebook group and all of that SpinFL pod. Uh, group on facebook so stick with us i'll keep everybody posted on my um road trip and skiff and i might link up in the states oh yeah <laughs> i just realized i hadn't hit that button yet i didn't know what it was That's uh, dope. yeah uh-huh don't, yeah that's don't. true we might be in the same city uh yeah i might be swinging through we'll, we'll see where i end up because the whole family is going to do the last leg of the trip we're going to meet sandra in maryland and ellie and then we're going to drive to return the car down to Miami. Oh, right. When do you drive? When is When do you come? When are you going back to Miami? Uh, around August 1st. Mm, I'll be back in Sweden by then. Okay. So the 20... I'll link up with them like the, tw- the 22nd of July. Right. And then we'll start. We're going to go to Virginia Beach for a little bit. And then we're going to ride down. Nice. It's going to be fun, man. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope I'll have money by the end of it. I hope I don't get... Murdered by the police in front of my child. I oh, hope I don't Jesus. get involved in a mass shooting. Crazy. Uh, but other than that, I'm looking forward to you know what yeah. I mean. That's what my own country scares me, man. Uh, it's a little crazy. But the odds are, of course, the odds are very low that any of that'll happen. Mm. Of course, or I wouldn't take the trip. But right. it's just unfortunate that it's something that hasn't been in the back of your head. Just don't go to the mall. Yeah, man. Yeah. Crazy. And I've actually thought about purchasing a gun. Really? You know yeah. For that trip? Yeah, I was thought about like, man, I could get a gun while I'm there. Because at some points, I'm going to be like in Yellowstone, sleeping in a van. Sure. In a camper. Yeah. I've actually, it's crossed my mind. It's a damn shame that that has crossed my mind. Mm. That uh, I might need to uh, arm myself just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've thought about it too. Oddly but enough. I just don't trust Bash to leave a gun alone <laughs> if there's around. I'm asleep and all of a sudden I hear a pop. You know what I'm saying? Totally. <laughs> so Absolutely. Like, I got to like work on my... You're just not going to want that. got to work on my hand-to-hand combat skills and shit before I leave. I got to watch that dude. You ever seen that guy? Yeah. <laughs> if somebody puts, <laughs> <laughs> somebody puts a gun to my head, I got to do the little quick uh, flick of the wrist. <laughs> Take the gun, put the weapon on him, tell him to back off. It's like, what the fuck? You seen those uh, TikToks where they try to do it and all of a sudden there's clouds around? <laughs> <laughs> They're in heaven. That shit is so great. And you're dead. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> anyway, thank y'all so much. We love y'all and we'll see y'all. And we're going to be so hyped when we return because oh, yeah. the football season will be 
we'll be on the cusp of mm-hmm. the football season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then we'll get our bets ready because this year we're going to nail it. We were one team off, one freaking team off. Goddamn Bengals. We're going to get it this year. One team off from nailing all of the divisions, which I think shows how good we are at uh, getting our pulse on the league. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Know what's up. We know what's up. We'll uh, holler at y'all. Thanks so much. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Give me Sarah. And we'll catch y'all at the beginning after training camp. Yeah, uh, sure. Peace. Fine. Peace. Later, y'all. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.